Welcome. You're listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello. Welcome to this series of readings from Discover Magazine, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article by Zach Zorick is from the May-June 2022 issue of Discover Magazine. Tracing back brains. Researchers around the world are growing brain-like organs in labs to decode the modern human mind's mysterious evolution. The secrets behind the evolution of the human mind might lie within the thousands of tiny quote-unquote brains called organoids that neuroscientist Alison Motri has grown in his laboratory at the University of California, San Diego since 2011. His team placed a Neanderthal gene into each organoid to learn how it affects brain growth. The experiment marks the beginning of an effort to understand how genetic mutations set our minds apart from those of earlier homonyms and from our closest evolutionary cousins, the great apes. In this intellectual quest, Mutri and other scientists around the world have pioneered techniques for growing brain cell cultures in three dimensions, a novel way to revive the past. The mystery arose about seven million years ago when our primate relatives diverged from the ancestors of chimpanzees. After that split, something enabled the human lineage to grow larger brains. Eventually, human brains swelled to an average of three times the size of those in chimpanzees. This had to result from genetic mutations, and brain organoids are helping scientists reveal exactly which genes were involved. These lab marvels emerged from a concept first publicized in 2008 by Yoshiki Sasai of the private research foundation Riken, based in Tokyo. Sasai suspended cells in a liquid nutrient solution that fostered their growth into three-dimensional cultures. This type of cell proliferation more closely replicates the body's natural processes than typical cell cultures grown on flat petri dishes. In Mutri's case, he uses chemicals to transform stem cells into neurons. After three to four weeks, each neural progenitor cell begins to form separate brain organoids. Organoids are not perfect models, though. An average human brain has roughly 100,000 different types of cells and blood vessels to provide itself with nutrients, according to Mutri. Brain organoids typically have fewer than a dozen cell types and lack blood vessels. This limits them to representing the earliest stages of brain growth. Still, they allow for experiments that would be logistically or ethically impossible in living humans or apes. With these models, Mutri's team hopes to determine how the Neanderthal variant of a gene named NOVA1, which is involved in brain growth, may have functioned differently than the modern human version. They first compared previously published Neanderthal genomes to current human ones and identified 61 genes that differ between the two. Then, they focused on growing organoids with the two different variants of NOVA1, which is associated with neuron and synapse development. Neurons power most brain activity by communicating electrical signals across gaps called synapses. This forms the biological basis of thought. Ultimately, genes like NOVA1 make the human mind possible. 
Given the gene's influence on the brain, Mutri predicted significant differences between the Neanderthalized organoids and the modern human ones. Because the Neanderthal Nova One's genetic code differs from the modern humans by a single letter, it's fairly simple to edit the gene inside stem cells before they become neurons and grow into organoids. Quote, we were looking for the low-hanging fruit, end quote, says Mutri, quote, and Nova One checked all the marks, end quote. Mutri's team cultivated between 3,000 and 5,000 Neanderthalized organoids and compared them with a similar number of modern human versions. The Neanderthalized organoids were relatively smaller and lumpier, as reported in a science study from February 2021, researchers also detected differences in neuron interactions and changes in the proteins involved in synapse firing. This may indicate that extinct humans, including Neanderthals, thought differently than modern people. But Mutri cautions that a lone mutation can only reveal so much about Neanderthal brains. The Neanderthal Nova 1 may have operated differently inside a complete genome, he adds. Genes, or pieces of quote-unquote regulatory DNA, might change when Nova 1 turns off and on, influencing Neanderthal neuron growth. Future work at Mutri's lab will attempt to discern how other Neanderthal genes affect brain cell growth, along with the broader differences between human and Neanderthal brains. We can also learn about human brain evolution from our more distant and furrier relatives. Until two million years ago, hominin brains weren't much different from chimpanzee brains in size or shape. But both Neanderthal and modern human brains outsize those of apes, and it's unclear why. Madeline Lancaster's lab at the Medical Research Council Laboratory of Molecular Biology in England has found a potential explanation. Using cells from chimpanzees and gorillas sourced via veterinary procedures, Lancaster created stem cell cultures to grow brain organoids. She compared these with organoids made from human cells, somewhat similar to Mutri's work with Neanderthal genes, and observed them as they expanded. The result? The human brain developed more slowly, says Lancaster, as reported in a paper published in Cell last April. The chimpanzee organoids matured quickly over about five days, during which the stem cells transitioned into neural progenitor cells before maturing into neurons. Almost all of the brain's neurons, regardless of species, form from the supply of these in-between progenitor cells. Human brains spend an extra day in this transitional stage, which allows the progenitor cells to complete one more cell division. That extra step allows human brains to hold about twice as many neurons as chimpanzee or gorilla brains. This probably comes from a protein dubbed ZEB2, which signals the brain to halt neural progenitor cell production and start turning them into neurons. Humans begin producing ZEB2 later than apes, providing more time to produce the cells that eventually form neurons. Pinning down when the crucial mutations to the Nova 1 gene occurred, along with the timing of the gene behind the ZEB2 protein, remains difficult. But the fossil record provides direct evidence of when human ancestors' brains began to expand. 
Paleoanthropologists Christoph Zalokafer and Marcia Ponce de Leon of the University of Zurich in Switzerland led a comprehensive study published in Science in April 2021 of the insides of fossil hominem skulls. They used computerized scans to examine the brain impressions and showed that hominems older than 1.7 million years retained an ape-like brain structure. After about 1.5 million years, when the species Homo erectus evolved, the traits that characterized modern human brain structure, expanded frontal and parietal lobes, began emerging. Quote, The first 5 million years of human evolution was basically about locomotion and probably diet, not the brain, end quote, says Zolokhofer. Even with their ape-like brains, early human ancestors accomplished plenty. Around 2 million years ago, hominems first left Africa and invented stone tools. Quote, We think that behavioral change, cultural change, comes first and enables the brain to evolve in a new direction, end quote, says Zalokhofer. He describes a feedback loop where increasingly complex behaviors create the evolutionary pressure to develop larger brains capable of handling increasingly difficult tasks, like speaking intricate languages and keeping track of broader social networks. Moving forward, brain organoids will be crucial in investigating which changes to the human genome allowed our ancestors to develop today's minds. Lancaster's future work will focus on aspects of developmental timing in humans, like determining which gene flips on the ZEB2 protein to develop neurons. As for Mutri's lab, they plan to create organoids to explore the other 60 gene mutations that distinguish Neanderthals from modern humans. At least four such mutations affect the brain in some way, Mutri says. He hopes that studying them will reveal what makes Homo sapiens' minds unique. Quote, There is a tendency now to believe that the Neanderthals were so similar to us that you could see them in the subway and they would not be recognized. But I think our research is saying they are quite different, says Mutri. Zach Zorick is a Colorado-based journalist and contributing editor to Archaeology magazine. That's it for today. This is Brian Lemon. Thank you for listening and stay curious.